Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Hello, and welcome to Marriage Helper Live. I'm Dr. Joe Bean, working here with Marriage Helper, along with our co-host and our CEO, the person who actually runs this outfit here, Kimberly Holmes. You say it every week, and sometimes I wonder, <clears throat> is he just trying to remind himself <laughs> that that's the way it goes? I just want credit to go where credit is due. You're a great yeah. leader, and you oh, lead the organization. You. This is a program where we answer your questions as best we can. You can contact us by calling right now, 657 383 That's 657-383-0812. Now, if you just want to listen then call that number and just do that. You can listen to the program. But if you wish to speak to us, when you hear the recorded answer, then press the number one. And that puts you into the queue so that you can have your call screen and you can possibly get on the air to talk with us. And we'd be glad to talk to you. I hope that you can. Absolutely. And if you're joining us on YouTube or Facebook, then we are glad that you're there. We have people on our team that are watching the comments, responding to you guys. So thank you for joining us. We absolutely, absolutely appreciate you taking the time to do so. And I'm having another allergy day, so I'm going to be clearing my throat. And it's going to sound terrible in the microphone. I apologize for that. But uh, allergies come and allergies go. It was snowing this morning. We're in middle Tennessee. We're <laughs> A quarter inch of snow would shut down the city for three days. So I understand that having some flurries this morning uh, actually was an interesting thing. It was a big deal. If they had told us that it was going to snow today yesterday, then <laughs> it would have been mass chaos. But it just kind of happened this morning. Yesterday was, what, 50, 55 degrees? Something like that. Yeah. It looks like you're a monitor's falling out of your ear there. Just thought I'd point that out to you. Okay, so we'll go to our first call here. We're going to go to Kentucky, and we're going to speak to Patrick. Hi, Patrick. How are you today? Hey, guys. How are you all doing today? Can you hear me well? Mm-hmm. Yes. Perfect. Um, quick question for you, just a quick <clears throat> background. Um, I'm in a strenuous graduate program, um, developed major depression. Um, long story short, that took me to kind of an existential crisis. I kind of went into kind of atheism and started to question a lot of things, even my marriage. Uh, we went to it through a counselor. Uh, it was a little helpful, but then it just kind of ultimately wasn't much help. And I really was looking for answers and I just couldn't really get any. Uh, my wife and I separated uh, for about a few weeks and uh, then we decided to get a divorce um, after a few weeks of uh, separation. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we, we weren't, uh, she didn't want to be uh, intimate during the separation because she felt like, you know, that was too hard for her. After we decided to get a divorce, about a month later, I made a mistake and uh, was intimate with a friend of hers. Um, mm-hmm. And after that, um, I went through, uh, I had been going through therapy, got on medication that was very, very helpful for me with my depression and helped me see things a lot clearer. And I wanted to reconcile the marriage. 
I found out that my wife knew about the event a few months back, and she was very obviously furious at me, understandably. And uh, mm-hmm. she we, we, she doesn't want to reconcile. She wants to continue with the divorce. She never told me that she found out. I had to find out from someone else, and she still hasn't said anything to me about it. But she's just continuously adamant about the divorce and doesn't really want to talk at all. And I'm not really sure how to kind of move forward. I've, I've started the course. I've been in the course for a couple of weeks. It's been very helpful not really sure Good. how to move forward as far as standing on my values and kind of, you know, really change myself spiritually. So I wanted to know, one, have you all seen anyone kind of come back from something like this? And two, um, how do I move forward as far as reconciling with my wife? Well, in answer to the first question, we've seen people come back from anything and everything you can imagine. Sure. I mean, we could just just sort of a list of things where people would say that's an impossibility. Mm-hmm. People could never reconcile after that, and and yet we've seen it. Understand that we've been doing this work. Well, I've been in this business for 25 years, and in those 25 years, I've seen just amazing things occur. So yes, it is a possibility. Now, the next thing you need to understand, though, is this. You cannot do anything to make her want to reconcile. Understand that whatever you do, you do to try to influence her back toward you. But if you try to push it, if you try to force it, in all likelihood, it's going to have just the exact opposite effect. It's going to make her move away from you rather than toward you. So, Kimberly, when we talk about things such as the mm-hmm. PIES, the P-I-E-S, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and talk about things like being a safe place and things like that, right. those are things we talk about that draw, that hopefully will draw the person back to you. So, very mm-hmm. quickly, just, you know, the very brief version, explain to them what PIES are, please. Mm-hmm. The PIES are the four areas of attraction that we focus on here at Marriage Helper. But it, they stand for the following. The P is the physical attraction. And typically, this is what we think of when we hear the word attraction, we think we need to lose weight, gain weight. It's all about how I look. And while that can be one of the first things that people notice about us that draws them closer to us, it's not what over a long period of time continues to be the most important part of attraction. Then there's the intellectual part of attraction. And what this part really talks about and focuses on is, can I, do I have something in common with the other person? And am I the kind of person who's continuing to grow and learn myself to be a fascinating person? Can I carry on conversations? Do I enjoy, am I the kind of person other people enjoy talking to? And then we get to the emotional part of attraction. And in that, we're focusing on, do I evoke emotions within other people that they enjoy feeling? Because if you don't, then other people aren't going to want to be around you. It's an incredibly important part of attraction in our estimation, the most important part of attraction, Mm -hmm. because if no one (coughs) wants to be around you, it's hard to carry on a relationship from there. No matter how good you look, you come across intellectually, if they don't like being around you because you evoke negative emotions, Mm -hmm. They won't be around you. And you see, a lot of times when we get into the final one, which is the S, that stands for spiritual attraction. We'll get some kickback, and especially from people who are people of some kind of faith, and they'll say, well, isn't that the most important kind of attraction? Because you want to have someone who is a Christian or the same, you know, religion as you, to which I respond back and say, well, anyone could be a Christian. I'll pick on my own religion. Anyone can be a Christian, but they could still be a jerk. Jesus called them hypocrites and he really didn't like them. So no, the spiritual attraction is an important part of attraction. It's where you get really deep with your beliefs and your values. And when you can connect with someone else on those levels, it makes your relationship that more meaningful, but it still goes back to the emotional part of attraction. If that person's a jerk, 
or jerk it, as Joe likes to say, then the relationship's still going to fall apart. So it's important to focus on all four of these areas. Yeah, each of the four is extremely important. Mm -hmm. Now, understand, even if you're not religious, the spiritual is extremely important Mm -hmm. because it it applies to and refers to beliefs and values. Mm -hmm. And whether you're religious or not, you have a set of beliefs and values. And we tend to be drawn toward people that we perceive as having similar or that we perceive as having superior beliefs and values to our own. Mm-hmm. So if we go back here to Patrick just for a second, my friend, what's going to happen here then is this, if you can still hear me there. You can draw your wife back, hopefully, by doing these kinds of things, but be very, very careful that in your in your desire, your need to try to put this marriage back together, that you don't come across as desperate and that you don't come across as pushing or controlling. Is that making sense to you at all, my friend? Yes, uh, it is. I've, I have I have already made those mistakes before I uh, started the course, so that's mm-hmm. kind of why we haven't talked in over a month. I did a lot of push behavior. It was very hurt mm-hmm. and got obviously angry and expressed it through anger. Um, and so, uh, so far, I've just kind of backed off and, uh, you know, I've already did all those mistakes, pushed and became desperate and all mm-hmm. those things. So now I've backed <clears throat> off. I've really been working on my pies especially the mm-hmm. emotional part that's been the hardest part for me. So I've really been trying to work mm-hmm. on that pretty pretty heavily. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm just doing right now. I haven't had any contact with her at all. We don't have any children. We're, we're still in our, our 20s, so we're very young. We don't have any mm-hmm. children or anything of that nature. So no business mm-hmm. necessarily. So I'm just kind of holding back until some time that, you know, we can have a connection. I'm not sure. I just haven't contacted her at all. She's mm-hmm. made it pretty adamant that she doesn't want to have any contact. And then it makes sense not to do that. Remember here, Patrick, this, that if you have any friends in common, do not try to program those friends to tell her how mm-hmm. well you're doing and how you're changing, because that'll come across as manipulation and won't work. But if you have those mutual friends, the more that you actually become the better you, the best Patrick you can be, mm-hmm. the greater the likelihood that the message is going to get through to her through someone else. Hey, you should see how Patrick's grown. Mm-hmm. You should see how Patrick has become the better person than he was before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if that were to occur, then you have a possibility of being able to put this back together. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of drawing her back gently, not trying to force her back. Okay? And then we're going to move over here to uh, Tennessee, and we're going to be speaking to Jason. Hi, Jason. Wait a minute. I didn't do that right. Let me do it this way, Jason, one more time. Are you there, Jason? I am. Thank you. Good. How are you all doing today? We're doing well. How are you? He said y'all. That's how you know. He's from Tennessee. Tennessee. That's right. (laughs) I'm actually a Yankee. (laughs) Really? Well, you Um, have converted. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've been here 12 years now. Um, And I met the love of my life when I moved here from New York. Um, Mm. She has has three daughters. um, Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, my bond with my stepdaughters was um, not the greatest. Um, mm-hmm. she left two days ago, um, mm-hmm. and said that she couldn't continue to put her kids through the, uh, damaging relationship with, with between us. Um, she still loves me and it's tearing her apart that she had to do it, but she can't, she doesn't want her kids to regret, uh, their childhood. Um, How old are they? I've re- um, they're 13, 17, and 19. And um, one of them uh, left uh, about three, four months ago to start her first year of college. Mm-hmm. And um, may I ask, what's so toxic about the relationship that you have with these girls? 
Unfortunately, um, and just recently discovered by myself, um, I have a little bit of a control issue. Um, it, 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 you know, coming into a blended family, I didn't know how to be a parent. Um, mm-hmm. We had discussed in the beginning on how to, what we, you know, expectations and such, and um, we made some mistakes, and um, it, we tried to come back from um, the where we where we went as far as you know the the relationship just not there was no bond there and it, we mm-hmm. we kind of went out of order if you will we didn't we didn't um, address things in the beginning and then move on to stuff and she like she doesn't like the way I discipline she doesn't like the way I I try to teach them she says I'm demeaning and I'm a bully well, and since and that's the way the girls we, perceive you they perceive you as being mean and a bully is that correct yes sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, All right. And I, right now, the only option I see to getting back with my wife is to mend things with my stepdaughters um, and prove to them that just because we separated doesn't mean I don't want a relationship with it. And it really tears me apart that I don't have a relationship with the oldest daughter, and she seems mm-hmm. to ha- harbor the most resentment. So I'm guessing I'm asking – <clears throat> Yes, yeah, and she be, she became rebellious in the end, and it it became really unbearable for us to be even in the same room, um, especially on my wife. And how would you go I, about repairing things with the daughters? I mean, if you're not living with them, what what do you think would be your plan to somehow repair the relationship with them? Um, let them know that they're important to me, um, and but I just don't you know do how that? to go about it. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't know. So that's, a, that's my struggle. Okay. So you don't have a plan. You have a general idea. Is that correct? Yeah, yes, sir. I, I, it, it's all happened so recently. I don't know where to turn. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I, I'm trying to fix me, and that's where I'm starting. Um, that's, that's but I want to prove. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And she, I, I have to prove to my wife that I can, that we can all live together as a family again. And I don't. I don't even know where to start. How to? How do I? Who, who do I turn to to help me? You know, to to um to to reach out to my my stepdaughters and let them know that I made some mistakes and I'm sorry. And yeah, have, I just go ahead. Have you go told ahead. them? Have you said anything to your stepdaughters? Has there been any kind of apology or? Yes, ma'am. I have. You did. Um, the. the 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 youngest I haven't she she was at her father's for Thanksgiving break, so I haven't had a chance to talk to her yet. She didn't know until yesterday. Um, the oldest she won't talk to me. Um, I've tried reaching out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I she's off at college and uh, so it's kind of difficult too. And I don't want to just show up at her door unannounced mm-hmm. right. and make the make the situation awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even. I want to apologize to her and, and, and try to mend things and, and, and ha- grow a relationship with her, okay. no matter how this turns now, out. So you say that your wife says that she still loves you. She says she loves me, um, um, but it's hard to uh, be in love with me when, her, when she's so torn. Okay. And so she's being mama bear and we understand that mothers, mothers protect their children. That's what mothers do. And if their perception of you is that you're the main bully, then her protecting them would be a logical thing to expect. But my suggestion 
is this. If you're going to try to accomplish this, first of all, you need to go about it very slowly and very easily. Because if they already perceive you as being a bully, if they already perceive you as being mean, then understand because they have that picture of you. They have that paradigm from which they work. You've got to be careful that you don't do anything that uh, seems to reinforce that view of you. Therefore, if it were I, I would do something like this. I would approach my wife and say, I certainly understand you're protecting your daughters. And I, I, actually, I honored that. I think it's a great thing to do. I also still love you. And I realize right now, because of our situation, you're not sure you're in love with me, but you say you love me. Here's what I request. May we date, and, and we can no more than what's comfortable for you, but may we date. And in the dating process, get to know each other again. And during this dating process, I would appreciate you teaching me. I mean, you're the biological mom. I'm the stepdad. Teach me some things about those daughters, about how the things I did came across badly to them and the things that I could have done or should have done that would come across better. And if she's willing to do that kind of tutoring of you on a few dates, then at some point, if that goes well and she sees that you're really, really trying to understand and that you're asking her for the guidance because she's the biological mother, if she begins to trust you, then that maybe, maybe just maybe you could do this. Then if it were I, I would ask, may we also date the daughters? What I mean is, can we have some family time together? And if you'd rather do that with one daughter and you and me at a time, that's great. All three at a time, that's great. Whatever's comfortable for you. But I'm trying to learn. And obviously my intent is because I love you and I, I care and love for them. I'd like to fix this. Even if we don't fix this, maybe we can somehow offset some of the things I've done that have led the girls to feel that way. In other words, for the benefit of the daughters to see that I'm trying. And if at some point down the road we can figure out how to do this, I'd love to have our family back together. And so you don't, you don't become hypocritical. You don't lie. You're not going to claim you're trying to do something you're not trying to do. But if it were I, Kimberly, you can react to my suggestion here. If it were I, I would start with asking the mother for some dates and letting her know that purpose, that I'm here trying to learn how to be a better person mm -hmm. and to understand what I did wrong and what to do right. And if that works, mm -hmm. Then somewhere down the line, asking to date the daughters. What do you think about mm -hmm. such a suggestion as that? I think it's I think it's great. The concept that we talked about with the last caller of the pies. You know, you need to step back. You need to work on your pies and let that bring the relationship back together. It's similar here, mm -hmm. but with the daughters. You know, pies is a concept that works in any kind of relationship, but mm -hmm. emotionally. This mm -hmm. is where he admitted there there's, was a failure. And there's the key. And that's the key. And so, you need, you know, it, even with what we teach about smart contact, there's a daughter that doesn't want anything to do with them. Don't push yourself. Exactly. Right? That's going to make it worse. I think that's really smart. Um, the daughters are going to also react to an extent from their mother. So sure. if he is working on dating the mom and they see from, and the mom is saying, no, there's change, mm -hmm. then it's going to build some more trust from mm -hmm. that point of view. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great idea. I think it can work. Yeah. I can't guarantee that it'll work, but it's exactly how I would go at it, and I think it has the best chance of working. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to Brazil. Let's go. Okay. Brazil, is it pronounced Manuel? Is that your name? Yes. Thank you for having me. Yes, and, we're uh, glad to have good you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How may we help you? All right. You? Uh, I have been following you guys, your, your work, uh, for about three months. And mm -hmm. it really helped me a lot. Uh, my wife is with me. We are together for about fif uh, 15 years. Mm. And uh, we have two kids, two boys, mm -hmm. four and two years. 
Last May, she got involved in her first emotional affair. Hmm. And that was very tough to her. And hmm. she asked for divorce immediately. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I tried to tell her that it's a human thing to, that can happen. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, sure, she did uh, a mistake to allow that person to enter in her life. Uh, however, it already happened to me seven years ago. So I find myself in a position that I could help her to mm-hmm. pass through the grief, pass through the uh, the blame, pass through mm-hmm. the passion, and really focus on love. So I spent the last five months with my family, try to work with the pies, try to work mm-hmm. with the family, helping with the house, and um, talking a lot, and for rejecting me, she started to allow me to interact with her, and we dated several times. Mm-hmm. We reconnected for two weeks in a row, and later disconnected. It's she's oh, she can she continues to think about her emotional affair, mm-hmm. which is not in contact. I mean, the person. Uh, didn't uh, allow her to continue the emotional affair. The person, the person is also married, and mm-hmm. dismissed her. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So now they are moving out in three weeks. I did everything that I could, everything mm-hmm. that I could, and mm-hmm. somehow she says that we are going to be in contact forever, mainly do the kids. So we have the okay. kids, we have a family together. and we are So do you think she's still got a hope within her mind that somehow she's going to get back together with this other guy? Do you think she thinks that's going to happen at some point? Yes. So she okay. asked me for a few time, a few months to her, to her feelings for me or for that other person to really okay. show up. And uh, yes. She really thinks that that person will reach her. Reach her. So he, okay. he worked on pies without knowing anything about pies. So she became more attracted. She became everything, yeah. but she attracted me instead of the yeah. emotional affair. <laughs> okay. So let me let me tell you so what I'm hearing. They are leaving, and what I'm I, hearing you say uh, is that. He has cut off contact with her because he wants to stay in his marriage. Did I hear you say that? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. But somehow she's holding out hope that it's somehow, some way, she's, she's so focused on him. Now, understand that, uh, that this kind of relationship, this, this, what we use a word for a thing like this, we call it limerence, that limerence typically ends in one of three ways. One way is that the people actually get together. And once they get together, limerence begins to fade. But what I'm hearing you say is that's not going to happen here. A second way that limerence ends is that one of them stops reciprocating, that one of them stops giving the emotional feedback to the other, which is what you're describing here. 
And it's not unusual that when one of them pulls away, like he did, like I'm going to work my marriage, I'm not going to contact you anymore. It's not unusual that when that person pulls away, that the other person actually intensifies his or her emotion. It actually gets stronger, it gets increased dramatically. And it's because of the fact that now they said had this sense of loss, like you're going to get away. And the fear, the fear that comes with that actually intensifies the emotions and make them even stronger and bigger. And so even when that's a false hope, like, okay, I'm staying with my wife. I'm not going to be with you. And her having a false hope that somehow they're going to work that out. That, that strong, strong emotion continues for a while, but it won't continue forever. It would only it would only continue for a long period of time if a person is mentally unstable. Now, I'm going to assume that your wife is not mentally unstable, which means that even though it's intensified and gotten stronger now to the point like a couple of weeks with you and then no, 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 wait a minute. I, I'm in love with him. I'm going to be with him. We're going to move away from you. Maybe we'll come back to you someday if this doesn't work out, but I'm really going to chase him. All of that. All of that occurs because of the fact that he's pulled away and she's intensified. But at some point, that's going to peak. And when that peaks, it's going to start then eroding. And she's going to go through a grief process. I think I heard you mention the word grief already. She's going to go through a grief process. And so while I'm sure it's scary right now that she wants to move out, and it's like this looks like it's all headed in the wrong direction, you actually can have some hope in this. If indeed that other guy continues not to want to be part of it, if he holds true to his marriage, if he doesn't come back with uh, some kind of reciprocity back to, to your wife, if he doesn't somehow feed that emotion in her, if he really excludes her, this is going to end. Now, the thing that's really important, and Kimberly, we talk about this all the time, mm -hmm. is that when it ends, it does not necessarily mean that the other person comes right back mm -hmm. because of the fact that they do all kinds of things like vilifying, rewriting history, et cetera. And so what we recommend to you, Manuel, is that don't panic that she's moving out. Don't try to control or cling. Mm -hmm. You say you've done everything you can. Good. Keep doing that. Because if you practice the pies, if you practice mm -hmm. the being the safe place, et cetera, when this other thing finally crashes and burns, mm -hmm. which it's going to, it will do that if he does not respond to her. At some point, it's going to end. Then you, by doing the pies and doing the mm -hmm. safe place, et cetera, continue to become more attractive. Not so much immediately today, but with time. Mm -hmm. So that when she eventually accepts the fact that's not going to happen, when she finally crashes, you want to be the best alternative. That mm -hmm. she looks around at you and goes, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. How can I leave this man? He's so good. He's so loving. He's so kind. Mm -hmm. Now, am I making that make any sense to you, Kimberly? I'll ask that first. Yes, it does okay. make sense. Okay. And mm -hmm. so can you clarify it a little bit? Yeah. You know, a yeah. lot of times people say, well, if my spouse would just end the affair, then we'll be able to fix the marriage. They'll come back and, and we'll work this through. The reason that doesn't always work is because even if the affair ends, depending on the way the marriage was, the way that the, the spouse who's standing, as we so to say, um, the spouse who didn't have the affair, they might not look like the better option. Being alone might 
feel to the spouse who had the affair like a better option than going back to the relationship and the marriage that they were in. So what we want to encourage you to do is be the better option. Mm -hmm. The word alternative can sometimes get people angry because they're saying, no, I don't want to, I'm not the alternative. I'm the first. Well, just take that word out. (laughs) We just want you to be the best option for your spouse that we want them to look at you and say, I would rather be with them than be alone as opposed to, I would rather be alone than to go back to what that marriage was what that relationship well, was, what my spouse was like. And when you work on the pies and you work on the smart contact and you work on all these things, even when your wife is either involved with someone else or hoping to be involved with someone else, you're giving yourself the best chance of that happening, being the better option. Right. So I'm impressed with what you've yeah. done so far, young mm-hmm. man. I understand the fear that, well, they're going to move out in two or three weeks. What am I going to do? But if, based on what you've said, and that's all we can go on is how you described it, mm-hmm. based on what you said, you've got a good chance that this is going to work out with a little time. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I can't guarantee that. But based on what I'm hearing, I think you've got a shot at this. If that guy does not feed back to her, if he continues to stay away and you continue to do the things that you're learning, mm-hmm. then and at some point I'm predicting that at some point she's going to come to her senses and come back to you and want to make a good marriage. Mm-hmm. Now, I wish I could guarantee yeah, it. I can't. That's the thing that I want to add. Because mm-hmm. Okay. Is what we're saying making any sense to you at all? Anyway. Uh, that's one thing, just one thing that I want to add that is scaring me a lot. Okay. All right. Somehow she, she already uh, declared that she wants to try new partners. Because like almost like a rebound, we yeah. new mm-hmm. possible partners, and that is just she just spoke with me in such a calm way, such mm-hmm. a clear way that I said, "Wow, okay, that's yeah, that's sure scary to hear." I understand but, that. Uh, new, By the way, uh, well, that's that, not that, unusual. That, emotional that when a person is, is in I'm going to assume that she is in this thing we call limerts. If they can't have the limerit object, what we call the hello, if that's not going to happen, then often before turning back to the spouse, they actually will go a third direction. They'll try this other person. Almost always, I mean, I'm talking about nearly every single time, that doesn't work. It may be something that they actually get involved in for a little while. It may be just something they don't get involved in at all. They think about it, but it doesn't happen. If it does happen, it may last a few weeks. It could even last a couple of months. But because of the fact that this third person, this new partner, is not that limerent object, and eventually they accept the fact that this person is not that limerent object, they fade from that. So while it's scary, I understand that's scary, uh, and it may mean that she'll go an extra step going further away from you. And I realize that if that happens, you have a choice. I mean, you could at any point could say you want to end this. But I'm predicting that if she does that, that's not going to work very well for her. And it's still going to come back to where it was before. My prediction is at some point, if you keep doing the things you're doing now, that you continue to have a good chance that she's going to come back to you. And, yeah, I know it's going to hurt if she goes to the other person and you may decide that's it. I don't want anything else to do with it. I'm going to get rid of it. Get rid of her. If she does that, you have all those choices. But don't panic that she's thinking about a new partner. It's kind of par for the course. It happens a lot. Is it because they're chasing a feeling? Basically, yeah, they're chasing a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like it's not the same thing. 
But it's almost like, you know, we know that people, when they, uh, if they do crack, the first crack mm-hmm. result is so high that then they wind up chasing that high. Right. And they never, ever get it again. And so, right. yeah, basically she'll be chasing that high that came with limerence, mm-hmm. but it's not going to work. Right. It's not going to fulfill her. Now, is it possible a person could just keep chasing, keep chasing? Yes, that's a possibility. But most of the time, most of the time they try that and it doesn't work. And then look around and go, what have I done in my life? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm hoping is going to happen with mm-hmm. Manuel and with her. I really mm-hmm. hope that it happens for them. I do. Absolutely. Well, let's go from Brazil to the great state of Texas because they're almost exactly alike, those two places, right? Very similar. <laughs> Very different you in Brazil. Brazil never and Texas. know the difference, right? And so we're talking to Stuart in Texas. Hi, Stuart. Are you there? Uh, yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes. How may we help you? Well, I got a little bit of a tricky situation. Um, I've been married for um, 10, going on 11 years. And, um, you, we've had a fairly great marriage. We started off as a limerence. Um, no doubt. There's no doubt that that we started off as a limerence, but we were both single and Mm -hmm. the, the option to get in a relationship or to develop into a relationship was viable. So we did. And, uh, and we've had a great marriage. Um, we're not the types to, to, to fight and, and, you know, yell and, have these knockdown drag out fights and stuff. We we're, we're pretty good about talking reasonably and, and keeping our cool and stuff like that. Well, <clears throat> anyway, over the last year, um, we, we bought a house a year ago and, and we've had some, some trying times with that because, uh, we basically gutted it and we're remodeling it, um, mm-hmm. entirely ourselves. And so wow. doing that, you know, um, takes, takes me out of the current house that we live in and leaves mm-hmm. leaves her with a lot of things to do and this and that um, on right. a daily basis. And so anyway, mm-hmm. long story short, there have been some things that, that have caused our marriage to, um, uh, or not necessarily our marriage, but caused us to drift apart just a little bit. And, mm-hmm. um, well, anyway, a coworker that she was friends with, um, they started to talk a little bit more, and I, and I told her, you know, I'm okay with that. That's fine. You know, everybody needs friends. Um, but then it started to get longer and longer and to, to the point where she was spending a couple hours a night or more um, mm-hmm. talking on Facebook Messenger to this person. Um, and and so um, anyway, she doesn't um, – and, and this is all just a, a matter of like three or four months, I guess. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. um, about three weeks ago um, – I was talking to her about it and, and I, you know, and I said, Hey, you know, this, it's kind of getting to be excessive. And, and, uh, anyway, she basically ignored it. And shortly after, um, we were having a conversation and I asked her if she had feelings for this person and she got quiet. And mm-hmm. then I said, you do, don't you? And she said, yes. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of odd because I, I can't fathom it because, um, I've asked her questions. She doesn't know a whole lot about this person. She just, knows a lot from what she sees on the face of her phone, but she, mm-hmm. she, she tells me that she loves him. Like she has strong feelings for him and she loves him. They haven't told each other that. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of an odd deal, but before they decided that they had feelings for each other, um, he had made the comment several times like, yeah, your husband's pretty cool. You know, we could probably be friends and this and that. Well, um, mm-hmm. I met with him last night and, and, uh, it was kind of a, it, it was, it was a pretty good conversation. He's a pretty intellectual guy. 
Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't really know where I'm going with this. I, I didn't know I was going to be called on the air. I thought that the, that the screen caller was gonna was gonna submit my question for me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, anyway, and then of course I'm in the middle of my wife telling me that she wants to leave me, so my head is basically scrambled eggs. Yeah, I but, can understand uh, that. So in this conversation anyway, with the guy last night, what if anything did you accomplish with that conversation? Um. Well, it's um he. He has established that he does not want to be that guy. He doesn't. Uh, first off, Good. his career would suffer because he's actually in her chain of command um, okay. at, at the the place where they were. Or he's in her leadership, I should say. It's not the military. Did he make um, any kind of uh, Did he make any kind of a promise that he was not going to be involved with her anymore or anything like that? No, no, no. Not that he he. he I And I told him, I said, I don't want you to stop. But, you know, deep down, yeah, I want you to stop. I want you to go away. I want you to disappear. But that would hurt my wife, and I don't want that. So uh, because I care enough about her that I don't want her to be hurting from this. We we had started seeking marriage counseling, and she made a deal um, to the counselor while, while he had us individual. And um, she told him, well, I'll stop talking to him outside of work. Well, about five or six days into that, it was getting really rough on our end. And she was harboring resentment towards me because she couldn't talk to her friend, you know, or, or her guy friend. Um, and so, so sure I'm understanding it, what you're saying here, you told him that he could continue to have these conversations with your wife. That's what you, is that, is that what I'm hearing? Well, no, no. I, I, you know, I told him, I said, I don't mind y'all being friends. That's, that's not an issue, but I'm not, I'm not going to tell him to go away. Why is that not? Well, well, you know, I, I don't really know um, because I don't want to. If I were to go and tell him, look, dude, you just need to disappear or you, you need to just stop. My wife, she would be like, no, you're trying to control this situation. You'd and become I'm the enemy. Uh, and no, yeah, I, I'm being well. villainized anyway. Um, yeah, and I know, you know, I don't. Anyway, if you're being villainized what's that? anyway. And, and that's part of the course. That's what happens in these situations. You realize that if, mm-hmm. he, if she continues to have conversations with this guy, it continues to feed these emotions and help to intensify them. Mm-hmm. Are, are you aware of that? Well, I asked her, I said, well, my, I told her, I said, my biggest concern is you talking to him a bunch and solidifying what y'all got. And she's like, there is no solidifying what we've got. I already feel the way I feel for him. Yes, but you are also speaking to someone who's not living in logic right now. So I don't know that I would get my, yeah. you know, she, of course, she's not going to say, yeah, you know, the opposite of that. She's not going to say, yes, the more we talk, the more I fall in love with him because she, because she knows she's not supposed yeah. to be doing it anyway. Yeah. Whatever she says, yeah. she's going to yeah. do things that would help to facilitate continuing to have conversations with them. If he was willing, if he was saying, well, I don't want to be that guy. I want to get out of this. Then that's really his choice. Mm-hmm. And, and for you but, to even suggest, well, no, that'll hurt her. Maybe you should continue to talk to her. And he, that actually is controlling, believe it or not, because he's saying, I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And, and I need to do something about this. Then saying, you know, it's your choice. Obviously I can't stop you from communicating with my wife. There's no way I can stop that. But if you choose not to do that because it's, you feel it's the right thing to do for you, then I certainly honor that. Will she get angry? Sure. Well, she might hold it. Maybe she might, she hold that against you. Sure. 
But my guess is it's not going to be a whole lot worse than what it is right now. She's right. telling you I'm in love with the guy mm-hmm. and uh, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I understand you trying not to hurt her. I really get that. And mm-hmm. to some degree, I appreciate yeah. that. But I don't think that that was the wisest course of action. But I also don't think that this is not hurting her. I think short term, the focus is this isn't going to hurt her today, tomorrow, in the next couple of weeks, maybe even the next couple of months. But long term, you're putting her in a situation where she's going to continue to battle these feelings and just what she's going to go through emotionally, the, I mean, the psychology, just all of it, I think more damage is going to happen to her long term if these two things continue to happen. Right. And we appreciate people not being dominated and controlling. I mean, right. we really do understand that. But but the fact that the conversation already happened anyway, right. and he was saying he doesn't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't see this being a dominated and controlling to say, thank you. I'm glad you're leaving the picture. Mm-hmm. I, I think in your effort not to lose your wife, you may be feeding more of these mm-hmm. emotions into your wife. Mm-hmm. And I know that you don't mean that. I'm not saying you're a mm-hmm. bad guy. But uh if it were I, and you have to make your own decisions. Everybody has to make their own decisions. But if it were I, I wouldn't be doing anything that would encourage the two of them having any further conversations with each other. And and if she gets angry about that, I would accept that as being part of the course that we're going to go through some rough times. There are going to be some rough waters we go through if we're going to put this thing back together. But the sooner he stops reciprocating, the sooner he stops feeding these emotions back to her, then the sooner that limerence thing is eventually going to end. Mm -hmm. It won't end day one. Mm -hmm. It'll actually exacerbate to begin with, like we were seeing the Manuel in Brazil. It'll actually get stronger to begin with if he cuts off contact with her. But it will at some point finally fade. And until that does, as Kimberly says, I like the way you phrase it, she's not living and logic. Mm-hmm. Man, people in deep emotions do whatever they can mm-hmm. to continue those emotions. Mm-hmm. And so you don't expect them to be the sources of great logic mm-hmm. or even great advice. Mm-hmm. And so now we're moving to Illinois. And is it, uh, let's see, it's trying to connect. Hi, is it Evan I'm talking to? Yes. Hi, Evan. How may we help you today? Hi, Joe. Hey, um, Kim. Thank you um, for picking up, uh, really speaking to me. Uh, my wife and I have uh, been separated for five months now. Um, mm-hmm. She moved about 15 minutes away from where, where we used to live. Uh, we have three kids, five-year-old, three-year-old, and a two-year-old. Um, I've actually <clears throat> been working on you guys, um, um, your, your, your YouTube channels on um all the videos, working on the pies, and it, it's really been helping, uh, helpful to me. Uh, we go to the same church, um, so uh, she come to church, you know, proud to her leaving. She didn't want to come, but right after she left, she come to church on um, every every Sunday uh, if she doesn't work. Um, I actually haven't closed my doors on her in terms of um, changing my, um, my 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 locks or my keys. Uh, my garage code and all that, everything is just the same. Um, she comes back and forth, you know, to the house uh, because of the kids. Um, I leave work very early, and then she come to get the kids ready. You know, sometimes uh, in the past two weeks, she's been coming there on Sundays, try to get my girls, uh, fix their hair, take their clothes that they wear and all that. So those are positives for me. However, mm-hmm. um, just this Black Friday and, and uh, Monday, 
Um, she's been ordering um, flat screen TV, um, buying computers, buying couches, and mm-hmm. so forth. So she basically put in her place up, you know, that she actually really right. getting out of this marriage and all that. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, I recently came across one of your videos on how to, you know, tell a spouse, you know, to come for this workshop. And I really want to do this because I know this is my last shot, you know, in trying to mm-hmm. get my wife back. Um, reasons for her leaving. Um, there was a lot of mm-hmm. issues, um, um, it's a lot of, you know, them in terms of, I know I, I, I had some push, you know, push behaviors, you know, uh, mm-hmm. on certain things on how to get ourselves better. And I know that came from my background because my dad, you know, suffered a lot in terms of, you know, taking care of us as kids because she didn't get mm-hmm. help from my mom. And okay, I, may I ask you a couple I of questions want... here, if I may. how do you sure. know that she's ordering these things? So um, I was home Friday night when um, I got a text message. So we, we have a Best Buy card, you know, that the two of us uh, is on our account. And I got a text message that, hey, a fraud, you know, um, okay. somebody's buying. So the things that you're buying, she's TV. buying things in that you will be part of paying for. Is that correct? No, she's buying a TV and then she's buying a laptop. I mean, I have a TV. Mm-hmm. But if it's home, on a joint so card, what? did I hear you say that this is on a card that's a joint card between the two of you? Yes, yes. So Okay, yes, so, so you will be paying for part of these? You'll be paying part of the no. payments yourself? No? No, no. She'll be paying it herself. I just happened to get that notification because I'm also on the account. So okay. I, 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 but, from, from instinct, I just said no because I thought somebody actually okay. was fraudulently using my card until I called her later and then she said yeah. Okay. She just All went right. Best Buy to make those okay, I got that. So and you're then, not actually supporting she, that. You're not actually paying for her to sell no, her own place. No. Now, no, how may we no. help you? What's your specific question, my friend? So my specific question is I'm trying to get her um, for us to come, you know, um, to the workshop. Mm-hmm. One of my friends Last week, you know, we go to the same church, actually stepped mm-hmm. in, and then he was like, how are you guys talking, you know, other than the kids? You know, like, no, we're, mm-hmm. not, we're not talking, we're not saying anything, but she mentioned to him that he, she really wanted closure on certain things um, okay. before probably. So basically, this friend came to me, and then we talked, hey, your wife, this, at some point, you guys have to talk. Whatever it is, you guys have to talk. So are you open to listening to her on whatever that she has closure with? I'm like, sure. I'm ready to listen okay. to her on that. So this person, My this friend, is, is this friend somehow qualified to know what he's doing with here, or is he just a friend? Yeah. I'm, I'm, excuse me. I mean, is, it a, That's this? Is, he a, is he a pastor? Is he a counselor? Is this, this guy who's he's telling actually, you that you need to do these things? He's act, no, he's actually a church leader. So he doesn't know what I'm doing right now in terms of seeking, okay. um, letting okay. do this. But I had to open up with him. I'm like, I have these okay. things. Now, what I'm, I'm hearing you ask, at. if I'm hearing you correctly, the question you're asking is that you realize that our workshop might be your last chance mm-hmm. and that you're trying to figure out how to ask her to come to the workshop. Now, if that's the question, mm-hmm. and I understand that you people – uh, really want to share all the other information because of the fact that it's like, I want you to understand me, and I appreciate that. What I ask you guys also to appreciate is that we only have one hour to talk to as many people as possible. And so the basic information here I think we have is enough. If you, anybody out there is thinking, okay, we want to go to the Marriage Helper Workshop. We hear that you guys have a great 
level of success. And Which we do. We do. We do. Um, three out of four couples that mm-hmm. come through our workshop actually turn it around and put it back together again. Mm-hmm. And what makes that so blooming significant is that probably 80, maybe even 90% of the couples that walk in the door, mm-hmm. one of them's already gone. Yeah, they don't want to be there. In his or her mind, like right. this is over, there is no chance. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't manipulate. We don't coerce. We don't we don't twist people's arms. We don't do anything that's crazy or weird. Or, we just teach. But we teach them really, really powerful information. And then the structure of the workshop is set up where that nobody feels uncomfortable. Everybody's treated with great respect. Nobody feels they're being put upon. Mm-mm. And so it's not like, boy, it's this, this thing. If I take them over there, then you're going to verbally hypnotize mm-hmm. my spouse and get him or her to stay. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. All we do is we teach them really good material. And because it is so good and the workshop is so powerful, three out of four couples do decide to stay together. But that doesn't mean four out of four. There are still people who make the decision that I don't want to be there. Now, if the question becomes, how in the world can, can I convince my spouse to try the workshop with me? Mm-hmm. Then you need to understand what your spouse is looking for. What does your spouse want? What is their motivation? Right. So for example, in this case, he said, Mm -hmm. my spouse's motivation is she wants closure. closure. Then, then that's what you do. You say, okay, if we want closure, let's go to this workshop together because they'll be talking about all kinds of things about relationships that'll Mm -hmm. help us understand how we got to where we got. Mm -hmm. If we wanted to put it back together, here's how we do it. If, if we just want to even well, if we don't decide to stay together, but want to still be friends because we have children or whatever mm-hmm. else, this mm-hmm. is how we do it. Mm-hmm. And so if you really want closure to understand how it happened and how do we move on from here, then I've got a solution mm-hmm. is to come to that workshop. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're, if somebody else is listening saying, but that's not my spouse's motivation, my spouse's motivation is I just want to get this divorce over with as quickly as possible. And that's all they want. We've had many couples come to the workshop where that the spouse that we call the standing spouse, the spouse who would like to see the marriage uh, continue, mm-hmm. will make a deal where mm-hmm. where they they say I will agree to sign the divorce papers or to give you something else that you're wanting in the divorce if you will agree to go to this workshop with me. Two key things here. Number one, be actually be willing to do the things that you say you're going to do. Yeah, if don't lie. Yeah. No, if it's signing the papers or giving them something, don't say, well, I'm just going to say this and then not do it. That's going to be terrible. Bad. But the other thing is you want to agree to do those things after the workshop. Don't do it before mm-hmm. because then you've lost your leverage, so to say, and what, what's going to make them want to come. They have what they want. So you want to do it after the workshop, after they participate, all of those kinds of things. And we do. Yes, we do have people do that. But what we, you know, a lot of times what we see is people, when they approach their spouse, instead of trying to figure out what is their spouse wanting, they go with what they're wanting. So, you know, if I were trying to convince my husband to go with me and he was wanting out of the marriage, I, if I went to him and said, I just want to see if we can save this marriage, but he doesn't want to, then automatically, nope, not going to do it. That's not what he wants. But if I speak to him in his language, what he's wanting, forgetting what I want right now, that's when the best chance is mm-hmm. going to happen. Right. But not mm-hmm. just that they come to the workshop. But that they actually participate. Now, right. we don't do anything weird. Like, they don't have to turn, hold Isn't your it? hands, look in your eyes, and profess undying love. That doesn't happen. That happened to us, yes. That, that happened to you? <laughs> the one, yes. one thing Rob and I went to, that happened. We had to One do of that. our workshops? No, not our workshop. Oh. Something else that we went to, a marriage, another marriage conference type thing we went to. We had to do that. And we, and we have a great marriage and it was awkward. Like that yeah. was weird, but okay. 
But, I'm glad you explained that. I thought you were saying <laughs> that that happened in our workshop. I was going to go, what the heck? No, we don't do no, that. We don't we, do that. We don't do that. There's and, no trust falls. And so you couldn't, like and so you can actually tell your spouse, I want you to participate, right. but there's nothing weird or strange. Mm-hmm. Everything we do is pretty mild. And sometimes we do it like this. Well, we'll learn a lot of principles about how to deal with our kids. Mm-hmm. Now, don't tell them it's a parenting workshop because that's a lie. It's not a parenting right. workshop. It's a workshop okay. to help people, if they choose to, mm-hmm. fix their marriage, make it better, and stay together, if they choose to do that. Mm-hmm. It's a workshop about marriage. Mm-hmm. But the principles we teach, mm-hmm. almost every one of them is directly applicable to children Mm -hmm. about here's how you also can be a better parent Mm -hmm. but it's not a parenting workshop so what we're saying is find out what's important to the person Mm -hmm. and offer a trade now they still may not accept it but if you offer the trade as you said Mm -hmm. you have to keep the trade Mm -hmm. you cannot back out and do it differently you say, well, what if I agreed that uh, if, if, if my husband or wife goes to the workshop, that after the workshop, I'll sign the divorce papers. If they still want to have them signed, then that's what you do. You need to be prepared so for that. So don't promise that if you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, it was not that long ago we had a guy that actually at the very end said, may I say something, walked in front of the room and said, my, I only came because my wife said she had the papers. Mm-hmm. And he tore them up in front of the group. Mm-hmm. We love I seeing love that. It. But understand it could love have gone it. just the other way. Yes. So don't make a promise you won't keep. And right. then we're uh, California, I think we're going to. We're going to Chris in California. Hi, Chris. Are you there? Uh, yes. Hi there. Uh, how are you today, Chris? I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for taking my phone call. You're very welcome. How may we help you? Well, um, I have been following you guys for quite some time, uh, months now, your YouTube videos, and, uh, and I've called uh, in before and uh, listened to uh, this uh, live broadcast, and so I just, uh, my heart goes out to everybody who who calls yeah. in, and, um, and you guys are amazing, so appreciate what you do. Thank um, you, sir. So to, to get to the, uh, the point here, why I'm calling is because... Uh, my wife and I are basically at the end of our rope here. Um, we've been married for 11 years next Thursday. And if you can believe this, next week um, on her birthday, which happens to be the day before our anniversary, we have a court date mm-hmm. on her birthday. <laughs> so wow. um, interesting timing. but uh, mm-hmm. And that will be, I think uh, – probably the end because uh, I don't know if it's going to be mediation at that point or in front of the judge, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're literally toward the end of our six month, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and is your wife process. divorcing you or are you divorcing your wife? Uh, she's wanting to divorce me. Um, she's in, unfortunately in a adulterous uh, affair relationship. She's living with this other man. She's mm-hmm. been living with him, uh, I want to say since April. So, um, and I've been, you know, I've been fighting, trying to, yeah. to, to reason with her and, uh, you know, been praying a lot and going to several counselors, reading your guys' video, uh, watching guys' videos. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing quite a bit. Um, some could say too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you don't want to look desperate, of course, and I totally get about the pies. That's excellent advice. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh, not looking good, as one of the counselors would say to me. <laughs> it's yeah. not looking good. But, uh, 
I still have faith. Uh, I am a Christian, and I believe that God can can work miracles, and sometimes his timing is not our timing. Right. I think the story of my life, a lot of things in life, is there's turnarounds at the very end. I don't know why it happens to me often, but uh, mm-hmm. anyway, so I don't know if this is another turnaround at the very bitter end, but um, I just I just am hoping and praying that she'll come around and uh, well, she's I been in the relationship with him for almost uh, since last summer. So that's how long it's been going on with this other fellow. So uh, did I hear that correctly? It's been a year, over a year? Uh, it's been, well, since last summer that she's been involved with it. Yeah, so um, okay. probably about a over year. Over a year, and yeah. she's lived with him for several months now. First of all, my friend, I admire the fact that you love your wife as way that you do and that you have are trying so diligently to try to put this together. I don't hear any panic here, and that's good. People who can be calm are people who typically do the better things. I appreciate the fact that you have examined and researched and tried to find all the things that you can. Um, you say to the point that some people might think you've done it too much. I don't know. I think only you've done it too much when it leads you to do things that are desperate and, and clingy and pressuring and those kinds of things. But it doesn't sound to me like you've been doing those kinds of things. In your prayers, if I may ask, what do you pray for? Well, I pray for reconciliation. Um mm-hmm. I pray for a restored marriage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I was a virgin when we got married, and so she, you know, I've I've basically given everything. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, I've been married for eleven years this year, and uh, you know, I just I just love her to pieces, and uh, yeah, it just breaks my heart that we're at this point, and I know that miscommunication can happen, and yeah, you can get upset. And, now, mind you, uh, before we got married, uh, she had sort of a fling with someone when we were dating. So I guess mm-hmm. technically it was the second time that she's been unfaithful in our relationship. I but see. we're talking like nine years apart. Um, well, but I'm so sorry, you know, my friend. I, I hear the pain in your heart and the, in your voice, and I heard for you. A couple of things, if I may. In your prayer life, and, and if you don't think this is valid, then certainly don't do it. But in your prayer life, uh, one of my friends, she's an expert on prayer. She's written several books about prayer, and she's a prayer warrior. She said sometimes the best thing to do, in her opinion, is to pray the other person into the pig pen. And she's referring, of course, to the story of the prodigal son in, in the Gospel of Luke, that sometimes yeah. sometimes it might make sense. And particularly if you start looking at the way that some of the Psalms are prayed, Lord you know, bring in whatever needs to happen to bring this person, in this case, it would be your wife, to bring her to her spiritual senses. And and I know that you don't want to cause her any pain. You love her. But sometimes to pray, Lord, bring about whatever situation you need to to bring her to her spiritual senses. That might be something you want to add to your prayer. But again, you must do that on your own. The fact that you're going to have this meeting next week may mean that the divorce is going to occur. And I know it may seem kind of hopeless in that, well, she's already living with a guy, and if the divorce goes ahead and occurs, then then what is to keep her from marrying him? And I just hope and pray that she doesn't. We have seen, we have witnessed several times, and Kimberly, you can attest to this. Mm-hmm. We've had many occasions seen situations that seem so hopeless, mm-hmm. and yet somehow they turn around. They do. Uh, I, I hope and pray that happens for you. Mm-hmm. 
if the, these things take place next week, then continue to have the same level of calmness and faith that you have now. Mm. And if, if God forbid, she were to marry the other guy, you know, you said that often God has turned around things at the last minute for you, but mm. sometimes, sometimes there are blessings waiting just out there. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope your marriage gets back together. We're we're not in the business of trying to help people in this marriage to get to the next one. That's not what we do. But okay. by doing all the right things, mm-hmm. I believe that you bring blessings. I actually officiated at a wedding of a celebrity couple a few years ago. And to the audience that was gathered there, because I knew each of their stories, each of them had fought hard to try to save their first marriages. And I said, the reason that you have found each other and the reason that, that you were able to put this marriage together is because you were so faithful mm-hmm. when your first spouses would not would not be. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to put your wife down. Don't misunderstand. That's not my purpose here. But to understand right. that that a person who continues in faith to do the right things, we still hope and hold out hope that even if the divorce takes place, that somehow that thing ends and that somehow she comes back to you and you put this marriage back together. We pray for that. Mm-hmm. But, but that if it doesn't, that you don't know what kind of blessing God has out there because of the faithfulness you have. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's not the message you want to hear. You want to hear, how can I put my marriage back together? But I don't know what else to tell you other than what you're already doing or have done to mm-hmm. do that. And mm-hmm. last of this, to maybe change your prayer life a little bit and then remain faithful, even if it seems like the, that the deal is over, if everything is done, to remain faithful to see what God will do. Kimberly, what would you like to add to that, if anything? God is a God who redeems, and it doesn't always look like we want it to or how we think it should or would or any of those things, but a hundred percent echo everything you say in that God turns it into good somehow, somewhere along the line. That's in Romans, right? Romans eight twenty eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris, our hearts are with you, my friend. Is there anything else we can help you with right now? I appreciate everything you, you both said. Um, I guess one thing would be, what would you suggest um, just between she and I relationally, uh, I have invited her to go to church uh, recently in the last couple of weeks, and she did agree, mm-hmm. and we did go, and it was amazing. And she Good. hadn't been for months. So I guess this kind of being, you know, at the very end here, would you suggest that I maybe, you know, reach out like that again in some way? I mean, what is it, I guess, what, I mean, what have you got to lose? What I can do that's left, you know? Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't think there's going to be a magic bullet. I really don't. But what do you have to lose? inviting her to go to church again. Uh, and if she goes, you know, maybe the right thing is said, maybe the, somehow God gets in her heart again and then everything changes. I don't think it's ever bad or wrong to invite somebody to go to church. And now if she rejects, that's fine. I mean, I know you're not going to push and demand, but uh, right now, my friend, I would not look for the magic bullet. I would wait for the magic. I would wait for the work of God. If that makes any sense to you at all. No, you're absolutely right. It's, sometimes it's really hard to, Sure it is. Sure it is. Absolutely. Hey, Chris, I hope to get to meet you someday. You sound like a guy that I think I would really like to be around. Oh, that's wonderful. That's uh, really nice of you to say. You know, Merry Christmas to you and and everybody listening. And uh, I know we're all Mm -hmm. going through hard, hard times. I want to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Mm -hmm. Same to you, my friend. Take care. My heart breaks for every one of our callers, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it just breaks more for a particular caller and somehow, uh, Chris touched me here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of videos. I think it was Chris. So several mentioned the events for the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. If, and then people find our YouTube videos. How? 
YouTube, youtube.com slash marriage helper. You can subscribe there. Be sure to subscribe because you will get notifications about all of the new videos that we're putting up. We have new videos that go up on Tuesdays and on Thursdays, and it's awesome content if I do say so <laughs> myself. <laughs> At least Joe's is great. <laughs> uh, Kimberly and I do most of the YouTube videos. We do everything we can to teach and help there. Mm-hmm. And also you can find our website, marriagehelper.com, mm-hmm. or if you'd like to talk to one of our client representatives mm-hmm. to see if we can help you, mm-hmm. that's 866-903-0990. 866-903-0990. It's not a hotline, but you can get one of our uh, uh, client representatives, and he or she can listen to you and understand what you're looking for and tell you what, if anything, we have to offer that can be of assistance to you. Absolutely. And until next week, we bid you good day.